This is Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie over there. That is Karen Nully. Welcome to the podcast. And I say that because a lot of people think we're just a TikTok presence because you do such a great job of making videos that are related to the theme of deconverting or just general religious hypocrisy. And sometimes... Um, I, I don't know if you saw the one, didn't really have to do with religion, but it did have to do with the Twitter fight of Richard Marks and Scott Bayo, which people really enjoyed <laughs> to the point that they reported me, got it taken down for bullying, and I appealed, nice. and I won my case. <laughs> Gavel down. Um, did... Uh, first of all, I love that Patton Oswalt talks to Richard Marks these days. I know. And he just seems like the nicest guy. So that's what's so um, funny is that Scott Baio <laughs> was like, let me pick a news item off of Breitbart or whatever stupid one. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to tag and say, what do you think you're president now? Alyssa Milano, Patton Oswalt, Richard Marks, and Rob right. Reiner. People who will actually get some attention. Exactly. Like, let this happen. But in the last week, everyone's like, I've gotten blocked by Scott Baio. So that has been my goal. I haven't told you about it yet and what I've done. Uh, and I like how you claimed in your TikTok thing to have had a small crush on him. He was my crush. Well, and I'm not proud. I might have borrowed the crush just because I didn't have a lot of original thought. Whatever Tiger Beat told us to crush, we didn't have a lot of options. I objected to Tiger Beat's uh, sanctioning of Sean Cassidy as any kind of crush-worthy guy. It was David all the way for me. Uh, but so my, in hindsight, I was like, I'm not taking your, your substitute Cassidy BS. Man, they really stuck those kids, though, in a machine. They did. Of uh, the Tiger Beat A blow-dry machine. So um, yes. this last weekend, some girlfriends were saying that they were going to Sean Cassidy. I don't know what that means. And then Colin, <laughs> my husband's like, Karen, kiss Sean Cassidy. And I'm like, yeah, tell him, does he remember kissing a girl in 19... 85 at Burt Reynolds Dinner Theater. And then oh. I'm like, didn't he end up dating one of your roommates? Yeah, and we had dinner together with Gavin DeBecker, who's this head of security uh, for a lot of things out in Los Angeles, who I found out recently was, uh, was with George Harrison. George was in Gavin's house when he passed away. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys try to hold that up in. over it. Uh, literally. Um, so it's it's just strange that, I mean, I'm such a late bloomer of things, but, you know, with the advent of the internet, I came to love George Harrison so much. Had no idea. That he died. You know, the, the, <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, but I had no idea the powerhouse that I was having dinner with. Um, but it was a good thing because all three of them were talking about traveling to different places in the world. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel like, uh, Hey, this is what people do. They travel and they go places and they learn about the world. And it made me want to learn about other places as well. 
and expand my horizons. So, so Sean Cassidy very, is back on your positive list. Not to tongue. <laughs> <laughs> the tongue. His eyes are um, strangely large. That's what I noticed. I'm like, your eyes that's are surely much more bulbous than I was. That's Shirley. Yeah. yeah. Shirley Jones, his mama. Yeah. Anyway, uh, these are all very modern people to talk about. <laughs> but let me tell you the well, best thing that I saw on Twitter this morning. Then I was had the- a roll in the hay with Harry Styles, but that's for next oh. time. <laughs> I am now getting a knock at the door by the police. Okay. Oh, this morning, you'll like this. Mark Hamill. <laughs> As any better. Somebody told Mark Hamill, all you have to do is tweet the name Mark Hamill and you'll get like over a thousand likes. So he did and it's at 514,000 right now. <laughs> I'm going to do Mark that. Mark Hamill. <laughs> I'm just going to say, Steve Holt, um, there was... Wait. Did you read it? Because that's what the Arrested Development site said. Oh, no. Steve Holt. <laughs> no, I saw your arm gesture, so I oh, thought, right. that's it. Um, okay, I interrupted all your intro stuff, so that's great. go forward. That's, that's natural. Um, uh, let's see. So you, you can find the podcast. You've clearly found <laughs> that if you're listening. Let us tell you how to find you- the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. There's a big TikTok presence. Um, Instagram is great. Mm-hmm. The thing you put on Instagram this morning cracked me up. It was it was the uh, Napoleon Dynamite and his idiot brother <laughs> riding down the street saying uh, that place was a total ripoff. And the caption was, what happens when you leave Bible college without a wife? <laughs> there are such good memes out there. And I don't know if you've seen since then, but... Because, again, uh, your, your Christianity was false, Bonnie, and you didn't know what hedge of protection was in another mm. episode. Someone made us a meme of what they pictured hedge of protection to look like, which is, Aww. so I posted that. Oh, good. I can't wait to see that. I need my hedge. <laughs> oh, dear. And at the university where I went, we had hedges on the edges. <laughs> that wasn't intentional of of our playing field of for football, and everything was going on between the hedges. So um, oh. hedges to me have a more secular, dirty, drunken football <laughs> reference feeling. I'm sorry, but God made the foliage and the sex, so they're probably married. <laughs> the sex. So there's some Twitter presence. <laughs> there's a great Facebook group um, where people can talk and, and find community and a really nice community, too. Yeah. It's one where people generally don't shit on each other. And that's that's it. A lovely thing. And I try and vet people before letting them in. You know, I peek around what they're doing because... What happens in there stays in there. It's been great. It's just, it's self-supporting. So you and I peek in there, but we let other people do their thing. Because, you know, everyone's as smart and caring as the next person. So we just let it go. 
And if you sponsor us by subscribing to the newsletter that we have, it's like $7 a month. We didn't want to do Patreon where it's just, hey, why don't you give us some money because you like what we do. We're trying to give you back something. And if you have any suggestions of things you'd like us to give back, we're open to that as well. But right now we just put our kind of musings in there and uh, you get those and we have Zoom parties. We had one last month and it was great. It was so nice to meet Mm -hmm. the regular people and not that they're regular. I don't know about anybody's system. Everyone was hilarious. Everybody in there was great and funny and welcoming and had stories to share. And um, they've just kind of been the people who have been around since maybe since the beginning. I don't know. But I see them. Um, repeatedly on different venues, different venues, different media, different platforms, whatever the word is in tech talk, not TikTok, <laughs> tech talk. Um, so, so thanks for that. That was fun. We, there was somebody as far away as Germany. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yep. Ah, this is, I just, podcasting is just so friggin' awesome. So what it. people don't know is that's the only place people have ever seen you, like really seen because everyone's like, what does Bonnie look like? Tell us about Bonnie. Yeah. And it's not like a metaphor for really seeing me. Right. Not seeing your, just... your empty soul, but seeing your face. Um, so, yeah, yeah you and showed I up. find a filter. Yeah. You showed up, and that'll probably be the only place for the foreseeable future so that we can guard your identity from... <laughs> Because I've taken a vow. It's not a vow. What is it? Celibacy. It's a code. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I have a code of ethics in my job that I have to adhere to. And people are awful. <laughs> I told you this on a text the other day. I got in the elevator and I had asked somebody ever so nicely, and I'm not even being sarcastic, but, you know, hey, the building wants everybody to still wear masks if they're coming from outside. So we get on the elevator, and she goes, you know what I can tell them about their masks? They can shove their masks up their asses. And I just went, oh, okay. (laughs) She goes, not you, not you. I'm like, yeah, I know not me, but but fuck off because my mask is on, and you can see it on, and you see it not coming off. So guess what? It is me, right, Blondie, with your scraggly. <laughs> now I'm just gonna get <laughs> shitty and personal, like with your scraggly ass, over blonded hair, and you just don't want that mask on because your face is gonna melt off. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> thank you for letting me do that. I hope she doesn't listen. She does. She's our biggest. There's uh, no fan. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, right now we're podcasting with our masks on. We think it's because right. I could infect you from here. Um, oh, let me. And then the other one was the guy who is older and hard of hearing, which is not anything I have against somebody, except when they turn douche like on me and say, you know, oh, take the mask off. And then you take it off and to, you know, cover for the fact that he can't hear too well with the mask preventing my loud ass to start with voice from resonating, he goes, oh, see, you're so much prettier without the Uh, mask on. Because that's what I base all of my self-worth on. Right, right. Anyway, sorry. This was all in one day. That's, I can't. It was one day. Handle any of it. And yes, if I were to leave my house, I really hope someone approaches me. 
and says something about my mask. I'm ready. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to pull out my list and be like, <laughs> one, you're stupid, up, uh, and all that. Well, then there was Trader Joe's yesterday where some lady had it over her mouth and then the lady behind the counter, inappropriately to me, but I had mine on the right way. She says to me, doesn't work that way with your nose hanging out. <laughs> and I, uh, I told her, I'm like, I feel for you guys in here with it all day long. All day long. And I just saw a TikTok where there's a guy on a plane and he went ahead. I mean, this is happening all the time on flights and it's freaking me out. There was one person before they left and took off that was berating the stewards about masks. So they made them get off and then they were about to take Mm -hmm. off and another one did it. So they had to get him off. So then they're in the air. And six, a group of six bros starts doing it. <laughs> they were like, ha ha, we waited till you take exactly. off. Until <laughs> we got. So they're doing. Until <laughs> we turned shithead on you. So they're doing <sighs> that. And the guy recording, I think, was like an off duty pilot. And he's really buff. So they would go to him and be like, if we need you, can you help us? He's like, I'm ready. Um, mm-hmm. But they had to end up, they were supposed to go somewhere crazy in Alaska that they lived or some, I forget. But they went ahead and said, we have mechanical problems. And they landed <gasps> and the police got on and took the six off. So that is eight people on one flight that have to get. But where are you seeing that joy? I love that. <laughs> what what TikTok, TikTok, tech <laughs> platform did you see that? The platform was, again, TikTok, Pony. Uh, But I don't know the account. It just comes across my feed. So the algorithms on TikTok are the best. They know what you like. They feed you more. So anyone telling off a nurse who's trying to say her BS about, I'm not taking the vaccine. I'm putting grapes up my butt to help (laughs) antioxidize. That one. Or telling off people or getting what they call crazy Karens, which is me, just the opposite sides of things on there. I'm watching. But so. Okay, wait, tell people that I used to send you TikToks when I could get home at the end of the day and look at things. And I'm like, oh, Karen will like this. And you're like, I've seen it. I've seen it. And then you pointed out to me, we're on the exact same algorithm. (laughs) Yeah. Because I didn't. I never press that I like anything. It's, <laughs> You're like, just press that you like one thing and it'll take you on a different route. But even if you like watch the whole thing, it'll still pick up on that. And I do the same with the girlfriend here. Like we send each other the same ones and we're like, okay, we're on the mm-hmm. same fucking algorithm. Let's <laughs> just, you've seen it. I've seen it. Um, and yeah, there's a crazy true crime thing going on in real life that just... Write me and I'll tell you about it. So what's frustrating since I've gotten banned a few times on TikTok is that once I get unbanned, your views are really low. And I'm like, but this one's important. The world must hear me. And uh, that's ridiculous. But um, it's more about the content. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check in on two people, two of my favorite people. One, Dr. Stella Emanuel 
we did a podcast about her. I think it's like 79. And she is the one that Trump was like, hey, this woman's smart because she was speaking about uh, hydroxychloroquine being able to cure COVID. And she's also like a, a preacher reverend and everything is just shit crazy. Anyway, so I go. Oh, demon sperm. She's the demon sperm one. Um, okay. So I went to check on her and find where she called me the Antichrist on Twitter. Because I'm like, you know what? I need to say that. <laughs> I go, and it's like, this account has been banned for misinformation. And I'm like, all right, well, let me go check some other things. So I go to her Facebook. She's still going strong there. And what's really scary, okay, now she's into the Invermectin. And she's trying to give... Oh, no, that's the deworming stuff. Yeah, she's trying to give that out. And she is giving it out. I mean, doctors can choose to write prescriptions for this. But she gives... She's giving the human version out. Well, there's only I one hope. version. It's just the amount and and oh, I don't okay. know what she's doing. It's wrong, no matter what she does. I have no clue. But... So it says, she said, hey, I've gone from 100 people a day to 700 people a day trying to sign up for my webinars or whatever, because she has now moved into telehealth, which means oh. you can call and from anywhere in the country. And if there's a pharmacy she works with, she will prescribe yeah. you shit stuff. And... I'm like, this. how does she still have her license? And, of course, she has her terrible graphics, like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the, you know, Alpha Delta or whatever va Lambda variants, God is the Alpha and Omega. Um, <laughs> but I'm like... You know some Greek letters. Yeah, anyone that wants to help take this woman down, because she is so dangerous, find us on TikTok and, yeah... <laughs> That's it with that. <sighs> okay. Okay, so somebody sent me an article about that horse deworming stuff that you know the name to. And apparently, I have no idea if it's true, but I can't wait to look it up later, that the Oklahoma hospitals are overwhelmed with people overdosing on it. Yeah. The horse deworming I'm stuff. That probably, I don't know. I mean, why aren't you and I... I'm telling you, we would just... Let's Why aren't we finding a snake oil to yes, capitalize on? Yes. yes. And just be... I mean, my grandmother always said the best birth control was aspirin. And you just hold oh. it between your knees. So <laughs> we can do something like that where it's like, hey, buy this and then shove it up your butt. Okay. And how interesting is it that everybody who's pretty and on TikTok, what? not everybody. I hate being talked what? about. Okay, what? Go ahead. <laughs> so many people on TikTok who are pretty and quasi-celebrities, you know, I'll listen to something that they say, and then guess what they're doing? They're plugging supplements. I'm like, you can't start plugging a supplement yeah. like five days after you've signed up to be their spokesperson. It's because things take a little longer to work <laughs> for you to die. And as of much, it. Yes. <laughs> well, and I love Kate Beckinsale, but she signed up to be a spokesperson for some skin product. And I'm like, 
honey, I am nowhere near going to buy that because you started off looking cute exactly. a million years ago. It's called a bottle of genetics. And yeah, and she's money. all bendy and flexible. Like, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is just who you are. <laughs> all right, so what do you, you wanted to tell me about um, some kind of quasi-religion? <laughs> yes, let's get to this now. Uh, you might have already fast-forwarded, but I think one of our followers introduced us to this, and so I thought, let's cover it. Um, I'm going to go back and forth with my review, but nonetheless, the, we're going to do dudism. And when I first thought of dudism, I am thinking of, like, you know, West Coast chill out, like surfer, some kind of thing like that. And it's very close because Dudism was formed from the the movie The Big Lebowski, which the Cohen yeah. brothers did, and I didn't even realize a year after Fargo. Sometimes when things like that happen I'm I, and I hear the dates of things, I'm perplexed. Um because Expand up on that. Well, let me tell you, Bonnie, uh, because I have no understanding of time or space, so I can <laughs> always be surprised by, like, oh, I, I thought it came out before, after, whatever. Um, Did you see it when it came out? I don't think I went to the movie theaters. I think I saw it later. Did you see it in the theaters? No, but I did see Fargo in the theaters. So Fargo and is one, yeah. and one of our friends from college who he just was ahead of his time with what's good and quality entertainment took uh, me one night to the Carefree Theater to see Raising Arizona, and I was like, "What is this?" I remember I was at such a young age. I'm like, I know John Hughes humor, right? Sure, right. okay. What I was like 17 when I started college. So he drags me off to see Raising Arizona. I'm like, this was a different level and a different realization of what comedy could be. Could be, be exactly. Yeah. So The Big Lebowski, for people who haven't watched it, um, is Jeff Bridges. And he is he's not a bum, not a stoner, but still all of that. He's a slacker in the idea of like, you know, just let it happen. Let life happen. Be unemployed. Be relaxed about things. And then the, he also wears a really nice sweater in it. Um, but anyway, Julianne Moore is in it. It's got this weird plot, but it's really about the characters. So there's three of them. There's him, who is called the dude. There is John Goodman, who I think is fantastic in that movie, who is like a former Vietnam vet who has converted to Judaism and is just like on edge all the time. And there's Steve Buscemi, who is just this the best haircut ever, like a bowl cut. <laughs> um, so it's just the plot has nothing to do with it. It's odd. It's very Coen Brothers. But obviously, there were lines in it that people would always repeat, like the dude abides and just relax or whatever it is. 
So now there is a religion that has over 600,000 people ordained as Judas priests. Get it? Like Judas priests? Yes. Um, And it's a real thing. And I'm like, oh, Uh dear, let me see what's going on. Uh, And the website says, come join the slowest growing religion in the world, Judaism. (laughs) And it preaches (laughs) and practices as little as possible, take a nap, all these other things. And you can even get an honorary free honorary degree at their newly launched Abide University. Um, Mm. You can get citizenship to dude land. Uh, You know, lots of... Where's that? I don't know if it really is. Next to Twitty City. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was a Conway Twitty reference for those non-Tennessee folks. Dudism, it is a religion. It's a philosophy. um, And... They try and take a bit of Taoism or Taoism, however you want to say it, into everything. And March 6th is their annual sacred High Holy Day because it's the Day of the Dude. All right. So let me... Is that from the movie? I think that's when it was released. Okay. So, you know, it's a it's a mock religion to some, and so that's what I thought it was. And then I was starting to look into it further, and I talked to some dudes on the intranets. But it was founded in 2005 by some guy named Oliver Benjamin, and he was a journalist, and he was in Chiang Mai, Thailand, where I was also a missionary at one time. I did not come mm-hmm. across him, or he would be a Christian now. Uh, But he decided to, you know, officially start what he calls the Church of the Latter-day Dude. You can see there is a (laughs) lot of, like, lazy borrowing, which I -hmm. guess is the whole meta-understanding of all of it. Um, And you can officiate weddings if you're one of these priests. They also have this whole thing about who they feel were dudes and believed in dudism. So it was all these different kinds of uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, um, Kurt Vonnegut, Mark Twain, and they list one woman, an Mm -hmm. actress who is very beautiful, that's goofy and funny and relaxed in herself, and it's the Miss Jennifer Lawrence. And I'm like... That's interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to come back to that. So what they do is they essentially have a modern form of Taoism and they stripped all like the the medical doctrines, the metaphysical stuff and it's all like go with the flow, be cool-headed, mm-hmm. take it easy, which is interesting because I assume this all of the dude. And then I watched the movie again with fresh eyes. And I'm like, he's the least relaxed person. Because the whole plot starts with him being mistaken for another Lebowski, who is the, quote, big Lebowski, uh, Mm -hmm. and is rich and all this. And he has these sort of 
gangsters come into his home and pee on his rug. And the whole plot is how upset he is and he wants a new rug. Right. And I'm like, okay, so why do we have materialism, being annoyed? But it's just, it's a plot device. But the whole mm -hmm. time he's like always stressed out. So I find it interesting that they really didn't <laughs> dig that deep. Um, <laughs> now they have books, The Tao of the Dude, The Dude De Ching. Is that how you see it? Say it. I don't know. Oh, it's Dao De Ching. So I guess Dude De, De Ching. Ching. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they have The Dude's Self-Help Book. Uh, and, you know, you can get it in Espanol, I think. Um, and there have been people who've actually written papers about it and all that. But I thought, well, I think this is funny because right now in America, we're dealing with Texas and their stupid abortion ban and the Church of Satan, which we have covered before are coming forward and people are signing up all the time in Texas because they can say you banning abortions is against my religion. Right. Yeah. Suck it. Yep. So I think, interesting, maybe this whole dudism thing is sort of, you know, going off of that playbook, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. It can start as something funny, but morph into anything we want it to. Yeah. And somebody uh, that whole that whole Texas thing that you're talking about with the uh, with the abortion ban. I read somebody's response on TikTok, and I'm like, oh well, I guess I don't need to make my response. Where they said, yeah, you're all for protecting life before birth, mm -hmm. but not once people get out. That's it. Like, come on. Well, going on Come that, on. I, I've really been into lately um, the, you know, there are verses in the Old Testament in Numbers 5, 11 through 31, where God tells Moses how to instruct priests in the temple to give abortions. And the whole concept is... You know, what we're seeing today, people are like, oh, it's life, it's murder, it's this and that. And they're basing it on Judeo-Christian beliefs. But you look in the Bible and you're like, wait, God seems to be okay if he commanded it. And, you know, I don't believe in any of it. But he commanded it, though, only because a husband would bring a wife to the temple he believes cheated on him. <laughs> the priest would mix up this bitter water substance, give it to her. If she's okay, it's like, you know, Life of Brian, like does a witch float, where they give her the water, and if she's, you know, A-okay, yay. If her abdomen starts to swell and then right. stuff drips <laughs> down her thigh, she's guilty, which is, and it says miscarry, and people are like arguing with me, like, that's not abortion. I'm like, what do you think a forced miscarriage is? Like, that, that's <laughs> what abortion is. Um, so it seems God, at least in the Old Testament, uh, is okay with all that. And then 
the concept to me, I'm like, you know what? It isn't about life. It was about property. It was about the patriarchy saying, I don't want a baby that I don't own in my house. Yes. Um, right. And I mean, that's it now. Like once that man's sperm finds that egg, no, you're not going to do anything because now that's a man's property. And we're not going to put up with not being able to have ownership over something. We've already lost ownership over women. We've lost mm -hmm. ownership over people of color and black Americans. This is our last yeah. ownership that that we're going to try for. Well, can't they just have their cars be happy? <laughs> God. Oh, I wish, I wish. Well, I had a friend in New York. We went to a comedy club one night, and he was so obsessed with Big Lebowski. He's like, I'm going to start drinking white Russians. <laughs> like, like, you're going to what? Apparently, that's the drink that he is consuming the whole movie. Exactly. I guess yeah. it's a brown liquor with some milk in it. Yeah, yeah. And the sounds disgusting. I mean, the good part of that part was that it just sort of shows a quote feminine side. Like he doesn't care about, you know, having all these. It's ahead of its time. Not having all these it's, gender roles or, you know, yeah. or having a job, societal roles. <laughs> At the beginning, I'm like, right. oh, this is cool. He's really adapting and not caring because when he went bowling in the first scene, he puts his hair back with a barrette clip. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's cool for that time and age. And then later, mm -hmm. I realized it was his roach clip. I looked at some footage, so some news places and sort of those magazine news places um, covered <laughs> a lot of it. And mm -hmm. they actually, they don't proselytize because that's what they say is not very dude-like. So the whole, say it's a five-minute interview, the amount of times mm -hmm. the leader said dude made me just want to punch the screen after sure. a while. But... Yep. They talk to people and people come up and they have a sign like, ask about dudeism or don't. You know, it, it's right, this whole right. shtick. But then the leader, you realize, is taking this a lot more seriously than I mm -hmm. thought. Like, I thought the fun was in the mockery of it. And they always right. wear robes, not Religious mm -hmm. robes, bath robes around mm -hmm. just to show how much, you know, we don't believe in suits and society and all that. Because isn't that what he wore a lot in the movie? Yes, which I do respect. Yeah. I'm not, I, yeah. I am okay. not against it. Um, so, yeah, there is this whole fascination with this this quote, relax, let things roll off you. The more you relax, the more the world will bring into your life the adventure and what it's supposed to bring is what they're saying. Right. Don't force anything. Let me share with you that I am triggered by the word and concept of a robe because 
There was one evening in Los Angeles. Oh, it wasn't just any evening. It was New Year's Eve. And my friend Jeff left the bar where we were without me, walked home, had my car keys with him, which also had my house key on it. Is this where you sleep with that guy? uh, (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) It's where uh, I... Call him and call him and call him. Oh, that's wrong. I'm paging him. (laughs) And the bar closes and I can't get into my house if I take a cab home, which was just a short trip. So I went and stayed with this guy who I had been talking to at his place, or I think it's his place. And we go in and I hear him say, don't wake up my parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> there won't be any noise from me. And we go to his bedroom and I'm like, okay, well, I just got to wait till dawn. It's just a few hours away. And he goes, put on a robe. Like, oh Ooh. no, I will not be putting on a robe. <laughs> so I just love that all these years later, anytime anybody says robe, I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a trigger warning, trigger warning robes. And trigger this. warning robes. <laughs> well, as you know, there is a robe hanging up behind me, which you and I enjoy. Um, and I've put it up there over the door to help with the noise. But yeah, there's robes everywhere. Yeah. So it triggers me. <laughs> sorry. So. Back to this dudism situation, they have they have a whole website, dudism.com. You can go check it out. You can look at this. You can look at that. And they have forums. And the forums are interesting. But I decided mm-hmm. to get onto Reddit and see if I could, you know, yeah. talk to some of these people. So they, they have I, – I don't see a, a Twitter – Anything that's really caught up, which makes sense, because Twitter is not of the dude, I don't think. Yeah, But Reddit and Facebook and all this is. So I go to the Dudeism subreddit, and I'm like, hey, I'm making a podcast about this. I discovered it. We do a comedy podcast about religion. I found stuff online, but I want to know, did you start you know, or join as something funny, and it got deeper for you, um, what would you want people to know? And so I got Mm -hmm. a few responses, and I'll read some. And a lot of them have dude in their profile name. So Mm. one said, I initially just wanted to show people how ridiculous the concept of religion as a whole was. So I think that's the main, (laughs) yeah. And he said, but honestly, shit makes sense. Chill and let chill. Fuck it, man. Let's go bowling, which is part of the, uh, these are all quotes that have been memorized and repeated many times to their other gamer friends, (laughs) I think. Got to keep what's important in front of you. Otherwise, you turn around and Donnie's dead. Again, plot line. Yep. Okay. I've been ordained for five years now and officiated two weddings. 
I'd say that you should know that dudeism is about adapting to get back to your version of Zen, about being dudely, not necessarily imitating the dude himself, which I liked. Right. Dude unto others as you would have them dude unto you and whatnot. And then this guy pointed me to some of the the things that I could look at that would explain it all for me, which I really mm-hmm. appreciated. And I was like, officiating two weddings is pretty cool. So yeah. I appreciated that. So then this other guy said, hey, man, I'm pretty new to the whole thing, as it were. Been a huge fan of the movie for a while. And in my younger days, I was super dude about pretty much everything <laughs> in my life. But then my job and some genetics ramped up my anxiety to a 10. I like the silliness of it, and I need the zen of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I get it. This is, I'm going to say this is the male version of, you know, women's yoga or, or stuff like that, uh, almost getting to essential oils. And let me read the last one. It said, for me, it was funny at first, but I realized it's basically Taoism minus the spiritual bits. There's a lot of wisdom and insight about human nature collected over the last couple thousand years, and I like learning about it without the religious trappings. But that's just like my opinion, man, which is very dude-ish. And I thought, everyone wants a group. Everyone wants an identity, Mm -hmm. and I think why dudism grows is a few things. One is that, again, meaning pop culture, all that. But I think the other part, after looking on Facebook, is a bit of accepted misogyny. So although they say women and men can be a dude and they don't use the word dudette because they don't feel that's very dude-like. See how many times I'm saying the fucking word? Because it drives me crazy. Right. Um, There is obviously a big male part to it. And so when I looked on Facebook, I saw that some of the memes... We're pretty sexist, and we get lots of likes. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to go, who knows if they even, you know, if, if some of it registers mm-hmm. that this is sexist, <laughs> or if they just think this is what relaxing is. This is what... Um, you know, not caring about what people think is. This is all great, as long as you are not, like, I don't know why women don't like me. Because in a way, it seems like a very relaxed version of being an incel. Um, you know, no guns, just, just, just the robe. Uh, there are lots right. of memes of Yoda smoking a joint, that that oh, seems sure. to be <laughs> because he's a sage. There you go. Seems to be relaxing. Just very relaxed. And there's something about this that makes me feel um, that that there might be a hygiene issue 
with a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and so, you know, I know I'm judging, but I also noticed that in Reddit, a lot of them addressed me, even though they were using the parlance of the movie, they assumed that I'm a guy. I can tell by the way. Oh. And why not? I mean, that happens a lot for a few reasons. No name. And then when we say we have a podcast and yeah. they don't see anything, they assume we're men. And if we say it's a comedy one about religion, again, mm -hmm. they assume we're men. Because there are just not, that just doesn't fit in with what women do. Like if you watch the film, the dude is actually very sexist in his own way. So I think there's a lot of attraction to all of it, you know, when you get into it deeper. And I would never, ever want to be part of it. Like the Satanist you don't church, get your... I'm like, okay, <laughs> there's something that empowers. But everything I'm looking at this seems like unempowering for women. This just seems like another way of saying the organization part of organized religion is the problem. Dudism, live your life, uh, enjoy. You're not harming anyone that I know of. I am just saying my honest review is I want nothing to do with you. That's it. Yeah. I'm all right without anything organized as well. I'd like to be a little yeah. bit calmer in my uh, appreciation of life, however. Uh, but I will, I will say that I've never liked that movie. But <laughs> So the beginning of it, I was almost going to text you. Like the first 10 minutes, I'm like, this is brilliant. This is fucking brilliant. And as it went on, I'm like, I am so sick of this. <laughs> so that's how it goes. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and please write in your fun, true stories for our letter. sewed. find us on all the things and rate and review us on the iTunes. If you have a minute, that's really nice because it helps people find the podcast and the community will grow and then we will maintain power. <laughs> right. And you know, I don't think you can rate and review on Spotify. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. I can't find it. And I'm everyone is moving to Spotify, so it's frustrating because we're saying, yeah, listen where you listen now. Take an extra yeah. step. But you can go to Deconversion Therapy Podcast, and we have the link up there to the right. Uh, also, newsletter stuff there, et cetera. You'll see stuff in the details of this episode. So... Sorry, you might have to do an extra step, but you're a lazy ass anyway. So just, you know, do something with your just life. Just listen to podcasts on Apple like God wants you to. Don't be a shit pile and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.